You're listening to St. Pius 10th Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Always one of your worst nightmares. You walk up to the pulpit and your notes are supposed to be there and they're not where you thought they were going to be. But thank God, you guys, I found them and it'll keep me on track so I don't preach too long. One of my nephews, matter of fact, uh, my godchild, when he was little, I guess one and a half, two, uh, he had a habit of, of not liking his shoes. He didn't want to wear his shoes. And so my sister and my brother-in-law were getting ready to go to mass. They got five kids, all ages. They were all within too long of each other. So they were all small. And I imagine like many of you, they were kind of scurrying to, to get everybody dressed and their hair combed and all of the things that they needed to do to get to mass. And so my nephew, you know, they get him dressed up. He was the, the youngest at the time. And, and uh, they get him dressed, ready to go. Okay, that's down. Time to move. You come back. Shoes are gone. Where are the shoes? So they're looking for the shoes and they finally find them and they do it again. Before they're out of the house with the other kids, the shoes are gone again. They get into the car and they put him in first in the baby seat and they get the others in and tuck down and everything. They come back and that baby seat is right in the middle and they look and my brother-in-law looks in the rearview mirror and there are his little feet with just socks. Okay, they're gone again. He goes ballistic. He said, this is crazy. He's talking to my sister. This is crazy. We need to punish him because she's just like, oh, we'll just find the shoes. We'll get them back on and we'll go. And you know, the patience of Job thing, you know, and she's lovely and he's getting mad. You know, he's like, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And, and she's like, oh, no, no, no. He's just a baby. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, no, 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 no. He knows what he's doing. No, 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 he's just a baby, he's just a baby. No, he knows what he's doing. No, he's just a baby. And all of a sudden, my nephew screams out, oh, come on, Dad, I'm just a baby. <laughs> From the mouths of babes, huh? Psalm 8, verse 2. I didn't realize that's where it came from, but from the mouths of babe, it was quite simple to my nephew what the answer was, isn't it? He knew he was a baby. And when you think of our gospel reading today, which you've hidden from the learned and the clever, you revealed to the merest of children, one of those things is simplicity. Simplicity is a form of wisdom. Our society, I think for a while, the word simplicity, you know, became kind of commensurate with maybe being slow. Someone is simple. And, and that's not, that's not what simplicity means in the religious sense. And some have posited, and I wouldn't disagree with them, that the ultimate sophistication is simplicity because it is a form of true wisdom. And children, children seem to have a way at times of saying things that are so wise. That's really where out of the mouth of babes kind of hits. It's not just strength as it says in the Psalm, but it's also a wisdom of, of clarity. And why don't we adults maybe see that sometimes? And in our lives today, when we think of simplicity, we have become so complicated. And what I mean by complicated is that there are so many good things to do and there are, we're a prosperous society. Even the people who we wouldn't consider prosperous in our community would be very prosperous in other places. 
Matter of fact, they'd be considered wealthy. And so we have so many choices, so many good things to do. We tend to fill ourselves up with tasks. And because we're a competitive society, you know, we're task-oriented and we're success-oriented. And, you know, there's, there's a good in that. But it can also become something that we have to manage because it can also draw us away from God. In our first reading, it is intended to show simplicity, meek and humble and riding on an ass as he was going to Jerusalem. And so we have to remember that we have to spend that time to kind of give our minds a break. You know, it used to be summer vacations were just that, summer vacations for the kids. And now they're all filled up with all sorts of activities and there's nothing wrong with some of them. But if it's task after task after task after task after task, where's the rest? You know, I go on vacation. Sometimes actually I'm going to be out the next couple of weeks. I'm going to a conference this week. Help me be a better pastor. And the following week, I'm going to go visit some family in Philadelphia. But, you know, I've been on vacation, and, and as a priest, you know, I, I travel alone sometimes, sometimes with other guys, and I see families operate, and, you know, overhear conversations. I mean, you can't even play putt-putt without worrying about making a reservation at the restaurant that we want later that day. Hurry up. Finish the putt-putt. Finish the putt-putt. Enjoy the putt-putt. Enjoy the resting of the mind. We are built for that. We are not built for the other, and we sometimes wonder, where's all the anxiety Where's the, all the mood and personality disorders that come out, the depression? Where does that all come from? Maybe it's we're just not giving ourselves a break. I've mentioned to you guys before, and Monsignor Mouton mentioned it, I guess, 20 years ago, uh, that one of, my, one of the, my, the keys to my conversion to changing from lawyer to priest were, was basically keeping holy the Sabbath. I actually didn't work on Sunday. My dad had told me that for years. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You're going to be better the rest of the week if you don't do it. Yeah, dad, right. Yeah, dad, right. Yeah, Monsignor, right. Yeah, Monsignor. And you do it and they were right. It was much, much better. I'm struggling to find my Sabbath again because I do this every Sunday, you know? But in the end, they were absolutely right. That and sacrificial giving, getting my priorities in order, so to speak, were two things that brought me around, but it was the rest. And you know, we wonder with our children when we push and we push and we push, they have to live in the world. They don't have to conquer it. And neither do we. What we have to do is conquer Calvary like Jesus did. That's the call. And you know what? It can be enjoyable along the way. You know, I find myself at times when I go on a vacation, I call it a working vacation because you're doing a lot, traveling, you want to see. Maybe it was a trip overseas, which I was very blessed to be able to do. And I, I come back and I need a vacation from my vacation. You know, we have to be able to step back and relax and to allow God to speak to us. Cause here's the holiness element of it. It's not just physical health. If we don't, we never let God speak to us. Even our prayer can be filled with tasks. I got to do the rosary. I got to do this litany. I've got to do X, Y, and Z. Where are we letting God speak to us? Where are we kind of just freeing up our mind to maybe be drawn to something that would surprise us? Where is that? We don't have it. We need it. Otherwise, we just get on the treadmill of moving in this life according to what the world dictates, not what Christ dictates. And that's a form of humility that we all have to have. 
It's not always the next thing, whether it's a house or a car or or a dinner reservation or another activity on a vacation or on a break. I mean, if you think about it, and this is just something that to me, we used to build tree forts when I was young. I know I sound like the old man, you know, we used to walk uphill both ways to school, but seriously, I've never heard a child since I've been a priest tell me about something that they built. They were just allowed to go out, hammer nails, scrap wood, put something together, be creative and learn. Never heard one. Now, maybe that's because I don't have kids, which is true. But at the same time, I talk to enough kids at school. What's going on? That's not one thing that I hear. And as adults, we have to have that same kind of relaxation. Jesus took breaks. And if we don't do it, then we're not hearing what God wants for us and for our family. And as a priest, same thing. I have to step back and maybe get out of the day-to-day machinations of our parish and hopefully see, hey, what's good for the people of St. Pius? What is God asking us to do? What's the next step? You know, it's July. A lot of people taking breaks, a lot of people enjoying life. I hope so. I hope so. I hope that, but we're also able to step back and reflect, maybe get some rest, but also kind of look and see when is enough enough? When is not okay to just be and, and, and not to accomplish, you know, not to take the time to, to live in doing, but in listening and in truly resting and in allowing ourselves to maybe renounce some goods for the ultimate good of the salvation that God wants to offer to us. Let's pray that we do that this summer. Let's make sure that we, okay, during vacation time, take our break. It's an important thing, if we can. Some people aren't lucky enough to do that. But then let's also step back and maybe in relaxing our mind, be open to what God wants to talk to us about. Be open to what's truly good for us and our families and our spouses and be able to hopefully return refreshed and renewed and able to live a life in the zeal of Christ, not so much the zeal of the world.